Two dudes, one movie, 20 years. It's time to go back to the show. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Get away from her, you bitch. Boy, that escalated quickly. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And here are your hosts, Danny Widener. Just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. And Jonas Stompy. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, welcome everybody. Here we are. This is another episode of Back to the Movies. I am one of your hosts, Jonas Stolpe, and this is my co-host, Danny Widener. Say hi, Danny. Hi, everybody. It's Danny Widener here. Should we use our last names? Do we want people like actually getting in touch with us? I don't like anybody getting in touch with me, but I guess, sure, right? Otherwise, All right. Just... I'm Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's email address is danny at earthlink.earthlink. <laughs> Earthlink? Do people still use that shit? I don't know. I mean, that explains why I don't get any emails. <laughs> that explains why our internet's so crappy. <laughs> I pay $49.99 for basically dial-up. So <laughs> yeah. I get one megabyte per second. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. All right. So, anyways, here we are. Uh, this is Danny. I'm Jonas. Uh, Danny and I are old film friends and film nerds, and we are uh, now in our forties, revisiting movies from fifteen, twenty years ago. So, the idea is we're going to go back, we're going to rewatch old movies that we haven't watched in a lot of fucking years, and see whether they still hold up. Are they still any good? Are they not any good? And our hope is that you guys will revisit this stuff with us, too, because going back and checking things out that you think you left is not always the journey you expect it to be. So that's the podcast. Well said. Oh, well said, my God. Sir. Did you write just, that down? No, I, I honestly you should I just, run for office. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do that. <laughs> Sounds good. Right. Well, actually, well, I mean. I'm running for office is what I want to say. Yeah. Where are you located? I, to be honest, <laughs> I know I've asked this like 16,000 times. I don't even remember where you live. <laughs> like what country it is. And I know it's a big one. <laughs> it's not even a big uh, All right. Danny is in a, well, okay. So Danny and I both grew up in Northern California, but for the last couple of years, I have been living in Amsterdam. And Danny, Amsterdam. Danny has been living in northern california so we're yeah. far from each other but close to each other in our dicks it's put a strain on our relationship it's probably not going to make it we it could probably fall apart in the middle of this podcast you know what i don't do long distance relationships so <laughs> this might be our only podcast we do. that's fair. this is a guys it's a one-time thing it's never going to happen again <laughs> <laughs> This is what we like to call in the business a limited series. Can you imagine? I did all that fucking work for the opening theme song for one episode. <laughs> be oh such a fucking moron. That would be so amazing. Just one episode and then 15 minutes in the whole thing just 
turns into like an angry tirade and collapses. I can't believe you moved out there. What happened to us? It becomes so personal and weird. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's okay, do this. Got to get this thing back on track. Okay. <laughs> okay. This week's episode, Danny, we're talking about Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Red Dawn. 1984. Starring... Oh, I like that. I wasn't prepared to do it again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you with that. Hit it. Uh, periodically. I love. I don't know what that has to do with anything. I didn't watch the film, so <laughs> that's too bad. Sorry, is, uh, is that in the film? Is that a thing? Or what are you talking about? Of course, it's oh, in the movie. Right. <laughs> it's was... a big thing. It's a huge thing. <laughs> I watched a movie called Red Dawn. D O N. It's a, a straight to video. <laughs> I don't have any joke. I was trying to have red. It's a, it's a porn movie uh, in the worst one. The worst one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so Red Dawn, nineteen eighty four, stars Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen, C. Thomas Howell, Powers Booth. I never know whether to hit one the of the weirdest names of all time. I Powers. I know, I know oh, but so good though. I feel like no, that's um, good. Yeah, it's legit. It's a, you're making a statement if you name your kid Powers. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm gonna name my kid Ruler. <laughs> I'm gonna name my kid Powerless and see how that works out. <laughs> see how, yeah. Fucking criminal. So okay, this is Red Dawn, the original. Uh, mm-hmm. Danny, let's begin as we always do with this. Let's talk about Red Dawn as you remembered it before you watched it. How did you remember Red Dawn? What str- what did you bring with you now as a Ford? Like, what were the things that stuck with you about this movie? How do you remember the film? The three things I remember. Uh, the first one was the invasion of the school and how fast and abrupt it was. It was like Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze got out of the truck, right, at, at, in front of the high school. They're like, hey, bye, Dad. See you later. And all of a sudden, the fucking Russians were there, like, mowing people down in a heartbeat before anything else happened, right? I remember that. I I totally remember this. Yep, yep, totally. And then I remembered the ending bit the big one. That's how I wrote it. The ending bit the big one. I didn't like the ending. I wasn't a fan of it back in the day. And you, so you remembered that. That's something that you recalled. Like that's how you remember. It. That's a bit you remember from the movie. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't impressed then, and okay. that's what I remember. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. These are the things I remember. Totally, I agree with you. I remember the school bit at the beginning. I remembered it being cheesy and silly, which we'll talk about. And then I remember, same as you, though, I only remember the very end in terms of like, I remember, I thought I remember like Charlie Sheen died and also obviously like Wolverines and the grenade bit with um, Tony, uh, Jennifer Grey, where she... Oh yeah, no, we yeah. need to hit that up later. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert: <laughs> that happens. Anyway. Yeah. So those yeah. were the only things I remember. But but mostly, I have to admit, most the biggest thing I remember is in my mind, this movie was a silly, cheesy, over the top '80s action movie, kind of in the same realm as like Commando and other cheesy, over the top films. So no, that's where it, it started. Yeah, but it was so well done, though. Yes. Okay. Right. Let's get into it. Right. Cause I okay, totally agree it, with yeah. you. So those are the things we remembered about it. 
So now let's get into the movie. So wait, let me just, I, I, I got to proceed go. that real quick. Yeah, I'm yeah, proceeding go, please, you. Please proceed. I'm, jump, oh my God, please I'm jumping me. over you. That's I'm tapping boring. your shoulder right now from like behind. That. That's feels, what's happening. I love being tapped from behind. It feels so good. <laughs> that sounds wrong. <laughs> it's so but right, but right. Yeah. So many ways. So right. I've, right. I've never been harder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the opening credits. Did you read the opening credits? Oh, wait, that whole thing with like, oh my God, the world comes apart and NATO is. Dude, it's so obscure and like what they put in there as the reason why the world is having a third. There's a third. This this whole movie is based off of a, well, it's a third world war, right? Which, by the way, I did not remember at all. Did you remember that? That, No, I didn't remember that. No, No, not at all. I, I had not, I had not remembered that at all as any part of the film. I didn't either. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Which makes it more impactful, right? It's totally. Yes, totally. So this is this is what this is what they kind of wrote for the opening credits. The Soviet Union suffers the worst wheat harvest in fifty-five years. <laughs> okay. Whatever the, what, right. I don't know how that Not fucking great. plays into it. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. You'll probably be fine though. Uh labor and food riots in Poland and Soviet troops invade. And then and then at the very end it goes. There's a revolution in Mexico. Oh, yeah. And I'm right. like, wait, what? What? Like, how no. does that play? And then NATO dissolves for some reason. It doesn't go into specifics. No. Uh, so apparently a bad wheat harvest and a Mexican revolution equals a total societal breakdown. Yeah. And like America stands alone. Yeah. Like and then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you go from that to like, let's let's go invade America real quick. I don't. I know. <laughs> I well, so I was watching this with my wife and. <laughs> She did have a lot of questions about, <laughs> and rightfully so, about like the the logistics of how suddenly like Russia and Cuba invaded America without like anybody noticing. And then later there's like a, I was like, no, babe, they're going to, it's, I'm sure they'll, dis- they'll like describe it later. They'll fill it in. And then later when they're like, this is what happened. I'm like, is it what happened? It doesn't seem like I'm not sure. And she was like, see, and she was right. There's not like, it's not super concrete how this all plays out. Okay, so opening scene, movie starts, we fly through the clouds, Patrick's, we meet Jed, we meet Jeb, Jed, I don't remember, Jed, whatever. Wait a minute, no, 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 no. Don't you mean the outsiders? Oh, (laughs) did you you catch that? What the fuck? It's the entire cast of the outsiders. Yeah, oh, you're totally right. Oh my God. Okay, also, Britt, also, my wife, she also said, she's like, are we watching The Outsiders? And I was like, (laughs) yes. And The Outsiders, I think, came like a year before this one or a year after. Yeah, I think it was like a year. Wait a minute. I don't even know. A year after? Before? But yes. All right, so Patrick Swayze and uh, a young Charlie Sheen, my God, so handsome. They pull up at high school. He drops them off. They go into the school. They're learning about Genghis Khan, which, by the way, also nice layering. Didn't think about that. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. And then, so this is the bit that I have a note about this. Um, <laughs> this is my big note. Movie starts early. And then I wrote, it is intense and scary. This is not silly at all. And no, this is the was a huge moment for me. I was like, oh, fuck. This movie is like dark and serious. And I don't even think I know what this is I'm watching. Yeah. So when I saw when I was a kid, the reason why it's so terrifying 
um, when you were a kid to watch it is because you're in school, <laughs> you know, and right. you're, you're there for five days a week and you're in the classroom. You have teachers talking about fucking Genghis Khan and it became really real. And so I le- legitimately remember walking outside around that time, like during recess and looking up in the sky and to see, cause I was scared that, you know, paratroopers were going to come down and start shooting everyone. And I did that a few times Yeah, and it was, it was scary, man. Like when you're a kid, you know, that shit's really terrifying. When you were supposed to be safe and secure in your classroom and all of a sudden, you know, the Russians come in, of course, now, nowadays in America, it seems silly and outrageous, but back in the day, man, it was scary. It's jar. No, it's, it is jarring. I think the, the thing I think it's the beginning of what I noticed. I feel like as I was watching, which is, this movie's really good at um, the the sort of balance between something peaceful and then suddenly violence just happens. And this is mm-hmm. the beginning of like something that feels very ordinary. And then like the teacher is shot and then, and then right away they start like machine gunning everything, which by the way, like why are they attacking? These are a few questions in my mind. I didn't even think about that. Why are they attacking like a high school? Who cares? Also, and who's the threat there? Why can't they just no, round yeah, them up and no, say, "Look at our fucking up. guns"? Yeah, maybe put We're, time and energy. Look how scary in, we are! I don't know. Maybe put time and energy into like the local, like I don't know, army reserve camp or something. But anyways, they attack a high school, <laughs> and then also, and then also, they fire like RPGs into the school. <laughs> By the way, seems so, like a waste of ammo <laughs> and artillery. <laughs> never been more RPGs in any film ever, by the way. In the, no, that's in, legit. I did not look this up, but every three fucking seconds, someone is yelling RPG. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that I did look it up. And apparent, I, no, I swear to God, they held the Guinness World Record for the most violence on screen for like a lot of years. <laughs> is that true? Oh my God. Yeah, I swear to God. A lot of people die. There's so many people to die. Okay, so they attack the high school. Everyone screams. They run around. Patrick Swayze shows up arbitrarily for no reason i don't know why and they all get into the car and they drive away and they're off to the to the shop right to like to, no 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 it's to a fucking gas station yo yeah. it's a gas station that sells <laughs> firearms <laughs> and fucking bows and arrows and sleeping bags yeah. and everything you could need to run into that mountain they, they sell a lot of coca-cola clearly um and you know what <laughs> Did you hear that one guy <laughs> while while they're they're pillaging the the gas station? One guy in the background says, <laughs> "He says what do you say? He says we need lots of Kleenex." Did you hear that part? Did you say that? No. Yeah, dude, I rewound it, and he says we need lots of Kleenex, <laughs> just just really, really? randomly. <laughs> and I was like, "What are you gonna do? Beat off in the bushes?" <laughs> we gotta listen. They've gotta have. You gotta have that aloe Kleenex, you know. You gotta be able to. <laughs> Where's the KY? <laughs> Grab the KY quickly. <laughs> so we need oh, a condom. Wait, so wait, so there were, <laughs> tons of condoms. Why? Just it doesn't matter. Grab all of them. <laughs> I, I've been waiting for us to have an opportunity to get to know each other better. What? Nothing. <laughs> I love you, the outsiders. <laughs> Uh, one of the things I didn't think about though, I have to say, I wrote this down too, is like all those parachuters and this will think about there's like no CGI at this point. So like all those people had to jump out of airplanes and there are a fuck ton of parachuters, like paratroopers, paratroopers, whatever. Right. Like they are, I just thought about it as I was watching. I was like, Oh my God, like all these people had to jump out of airplanes 
and parachute timing wise like there's dozens and dozens of people parachuting it's kind of amazing mm-hmm. but anyway yeah, it's, it's, um, it's impressive yeah okay so they go to the gas station they get the ky they get the condoms they go to the forest <laughs> <laughs> they go to the mountain uh and then would you do that is that what you would do or would you just kind of throw your hands up and say you know hey take me wherever you want me to go or would you actually take off it's a oh that's a good question so yeah. i am not i would say like tough? i grew oh, definitely <laughs> Yeah, that's not tough. No, but like, so as a kid, like I grew up in the mountains. We grew up in the mountains. I would like camp, but I don't know. I would not have, I would have grabbed all of the things having to do with camping and probably s'mores and not anything having to do with like (laughs) shooting things with arrows or guns or like, like, like a day and a half in, I would have been like in trouble. <laughs> like I would have the mountain, Fuck. convinced that this was a great idea, and then like by the next day, <laughs> mid afternoon, I would have been like, "Oh, fucking! I don't know how to do this at all." Wait, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Jimmy Bob. By the way, you wouldn't be our leader. <laughs> I'm not the Patrick Swayze of the group. Let's just—you're you're the fucking guy at the Kleenex. <laughs> yes, that, that's right. Exactly. I got the marshmallows and the Kleenex. Guys, I grabbed the marshmallows and the Kleenex. And if I don't, I can't think of a single other thing I should be grabbing right now. <laughs> I'll be the truck. I'll be the, I'll be the truck. <laughs> what are you talking about? The fucking they're, they're in the store buying, getting all the necessities for the next 45 minutes. And I'm in the truck going, I don't even know what they're, I can't imagine what they're grabbing. <laughs> Dude, you got the fucking bag of marshmallows open. I don't know. <laughs> one by one in the truck. <laughs> can't imagine, can't imagine what they're buying. I got the, gra- I grabbed the marshmallows already. So I don't even. <laughs> You're checking your watch. This is just a waste of time. Nice. Come on. Are we, Jesus, are we doing this? Are we coming? We're going? Uh... What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> did anybody get any gas while they were at it what the fuck the gas would have helped i think oh uh, they didn't know all right oh, oh my god this is so funny oh, all right so they go up into the woods and then they stay there for a month i'm skipping some stuff but they basically stay in the woods for a month and um then so they all get up there uh, there's a bit of a business of like, oh, we shouldn't do the thing. We should go back in the family. And then Patrick Swayze is like, no fucking way. And he's right. By the way, I have no concept of how old Patrick Swayze is. Dude, that's to. what I wrote. I was just looking at that. How oh, old is yeah, he? Like, I don't know. So here's, I looked this up. How many grades does he stay back in high school? Guess how old he is during the filming of the movie. I'm going to say 33. Yes. Oh my God. He's 32 years old. And yeah, he looks like it. Charlie Sheen is like is like nineteen. Oh, is he? Okay, wow. I thought he's kind of older. So like they're but like Charlie Sheen is, is what like a junior in high school in the film. Let's say why didn't they make Patrick Swayze a teacher and then he could just pull his brother know. out? Patrick Swayze and, seems I mean, like he's be... only like a few years older though, right? Doesn't he? When he's dropping yeah. him off at the thing, anyways. So Patrick Swayze is like, if anybody wants to go back, go back. Nobody does it. So the next thing that happens, the next thing that happens is a month goes by and they go back to town to see what's happened. And this is another, yeah. this is a lot, there's a lot of business here. So go ahead. Danny. How did you, so they go back to town tell me what you, let's talk about what you feel. I, like. just, I just didn't, I mean, there was, what was, what was the Russians doing? I mean, the, the whole, the, 
You sound exasperated. It's all too. Well, I am because I kept watching it and I was like, because <laughs> some people had their shops open, right? And yeah. that's fine. Maybe yeah. the Russians need to buy shit. That's fine. Yeah, they do. But like, other people are walking around. I just didn't understand the purpose of it all. Like, why are some people locked up in their re education center? Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. And, and then some people are just, the town is still open to some degree. And they, here's my problem is they feel comfortable not really knowing what the hell is going on. Like they look through the binoculars and see, Hey, there's some people down there and they feel comfortable going back into town knowing full well it's occupied by, by Russians. Right. Yeah. But Any like, problem with that? I mean, I guess I, listen, I agree with you. I did have a little bit of like, what exactly is like, what are they doing here? Right. They've got like a town to your point, right? Like the kids can go back, they can walk around. People are like walking. They're like, Hey, Mr. Johnson, what's going on? And Mr. Johnson just keeps walking. But I did think to myself, like, if you're, like, invading a country, once you take over a portion of it, I suppose you let people somewhat go about their business. It's a little vague. It is a little vague, though. Like, maybe you want them to feel like a false sense of security so they don't, like, you know, uprise. And I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I, well, also, like, I guess, like, what do you, like, if you invade a country, like, and then you invade it, and you, let's say you invade and you win or whatever. I guess there's a bunch of people living there. And so then you kind of have to let them like go about their lives. Otherwise you've got to like figure out how to like get them houses and shit. Like you let them, live, oh, yeah. I guess you let them live as much of their life as. I mean, what's the grand total of people in this small ass town? Like what? 3000 people. Can't you just put them all in the re-education center, which is just a I fucking guess. fence at the drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be just like a regular drive-in movie theater that they've. <laughs> They're just like watching the outsiders like all the time. Killed people in <laughs> watching the outsiders. Yeah. <laughs> that I have to say though, again, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna be the guy. Like, I agree. They come back to town. It's a little weird. That re-education cam stuff, while it's a bit cheesy, like I almost cried during that scene. No, yep. no, you cannot yep. cry. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. No. no, I did. What did your wife say? Was your wife like just flabbergasted at the idiocy of it all? Please. I mean, I don't want to like, yes, that's a pretty fairly, that's a fairly. <laughs> I know her so well. No, but okay. So let me tell you why. Let, let, just let me, uh, I, I, yeah, and maybe, listen, this could maybe be because I don't remember any of these parts of the movie. I guess for me, what it was is like, I was struck by how tonally serious it was. The fuck they go and then, and Harry Dean Stanton, who's always great, is there right, and he's yep. like, mm -hmm. boys. Uh, like he's like your mother's everyone's dead it just was like it just I think I was struck by like how I don't remember how serious this movie was and I was like fuck right. like mom dead dad you're never gonna see me again all of that it like got me and I, and I guess maybe the movie like yeah for me I liked it and it was powerful except when he yells avenge me which is like ridiculous thank you ridiculous although I don't want to like get murdered, but like, oh my God, to be able to yell, avenge me to somebody. Wow. That would be, can you imagine if you were able to legitimately yell, avenge me to somebody that would be, <laughs> oh my God, almost worth being needing to be avenged is almost worth it to be able to you, you you know the writers were like i have to put this in here somewhere oh they're like God. they're like i know i just wrote all this dialogue and it's really good but i gotta throw this in there so here's my problem with this first of all the, the russians the goddamn soviet union can't properly secure 
a, a drive-in movie theater. It's like a hundred <laughs> yards long. Give me a break. I mean, they still there, boy. I hadn't thought about that. Because the kids just walk up and they're like, they talk to one guy. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, let me go get your father real quick. And then he, he walks up and there's, there's no security anywhere. And you don't even see a Russian for the entire scene. Oh, that is true. You're right about that. That is true. And then, um, and then Patrick Swayze asks him, why are you here? What's going on? And his dad's like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure what's happening. <laughs> and that's literally where it goes. It doesn't go anywhere else but there. Oh, oh, oh boy. That was frustrating because I wanted to know what the re-education center was. It's clearly re-educating people. It's educating them again, Danny. It's re Like I know that it. <laughs> this is your timetables. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, like in the background, it had a lot of propaganda and that kind of that sort oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah, it was showing oh, a right. cool movie in the background. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was a movie, was it? I, it was, I think it is propaganda, whatever. Some kind of they're obviously something they're educating people with. Re, they're re-educating them. So, <laughs> oh no, I read right anyway. down. America is a whorehouse. It's a video. About <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a video about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's not wrong either. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's the that's the part that rang the most truest to me. <laughs> I might have gone. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, you know. yeah, no, that's a good point. Good point, movie. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. But wait, are you trying to recruit me to go to America? Because I'm in. If that's what. <laughs> and so the other part that I really had a problem with. Okay, so I wrote down. So yeah, so the the dad's like telling him, he's like, just forget me, boys. That's what he's saying. To oh him. right, he's like, yeah. He's saying, me. Don't ever cry for me again. Yeah, he said, don't ever cry for me again. And then they go, all right, cool. And they take off. And as they're walking away, he goes, avenge me. Oh, he God. fucking gives them, uh, gives away their uh, position to the Russians. Uh, don't you think if there was security me. that that they would have heard him and been like, hey, let's rush over there. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it never Wait, I, didn't, like, I, didn't, I did not think of that. You're totally right. If I was his friend standing next to him, be like, whoa, Tom, whatever the fuck his name is. Hey, Tom, Tom, like, you're going to kill your son. You might want to tone it down a bit. They're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to do the thing you're asking if you do it that loud. It's too loud. Don't do it so loud. I know it's dark, but it's too loud. It's like eight o'clock. What are you doing? I know you want them to do that thing, but if you yell about the thing that loud, everyone will get caught. It won't happen. I, I know it's dark, but the movie's still on, so everyone's still awake. We gotta stop this. Oh my god, that's so true. I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, I do. You could see like Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen, like whatever Jed and Maddie are like walking away crying and he's like avenge me and they're like oh fuck dad if they they cut if they they cut to the kids at that moment after he said that they'd be like look at each other going what the fuck we gotta run go go." oh my god that's true (laughs) all right (laughs) okay so all right so avenge me still though it I, it got me. I was into it. Um, all right. So then we yeah, move on. You were crying and I was sitting there going, ah, oh, come crying on. crying a little bit. It was, it was a lot. Uh, okay. You so tears? You have tears in your eyes? I got like, you know that like, you get the like sting in the eyes. Like I was a little stinging. Did you go? <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, yeah I, did clear, I did clear my throat. I did. That's, that's not true. That's ex- I mean, that is true. I did do that. Um, all right. So then we're on. They go, they visit Mr. Mason, who is from the 1930s, I guess. 
and lives Who's in the... a ranch. He's the old guy they oh, go visit. God, not this. Yeah. And then they get Tony and Erica, the two girls. By the way, I rewound it three times to remember their names. <laughs> I wrote it down. Nice. Tony and Erica are the girls that he's keeping in the basement. Um, so which, the... which, thank God, they explained their granddaughters. I know. <laughs> because right? that was, she was creepy right the back. Right? I got to give you something. I got these ladies in the basement. It's, whoa. Mr. This Nathan, is my second and third wife. Jeez. That's true. Okay, so he, they get the... <laughs> They get those guys and then um, and then they go up into the woods. So the Russians now we get to the scene where the, there's these three Russian soldiers. They're visiting the park, the national park sign, and they're taking pictures and they're talking about like Teddy Roosevelt, who does appear in this movie like a million times. We get it. Rough Riders, <laughs> whatever. Teddy Roosevelt. And I have a couple of notes here. One is that the Russians look like they were in cartoon outfits. Um <laughs> Like it looks like remember that like video game Red Alert? It like looks like a video game. They're wearing like a cartoon version of what Russians wear. But um, you know what? Maybe that's what they look like though. Yeah, actually that's a good point. They might have looked like that. So then they take some photos and stuff, and then we get to this grit, then they find this arrow, and then there is this great reveal of the kids. I love this scene, by the way. I think yeah, no. I like I, the the they the suddenly we reveal the kids, and then the rest of it is like this weird scramble. It's awkward. They don't really know how to do it. Everyone is like trying to scramble around. The soldiers are scrambling. The kids are scrambling. There's like violence. It's awkward. The Russians are dying mm-hmm. in sort of weird and brutal, awkward ways. I liked all this a lot. What did you think about? It? I really liked it actually. They're probably well. First of all, they're probably the worst soldiers of all time. Uh, not being able to kill three kids that have a bow and arrow. I mean, agreed. But it was a surprise. They're being surprised by them, and the land, you know, the terrain is um, is uh, you know, precarious. No, uh, no. You're not on board with it right? at all. <laughs> These kids are right. like I'm the I'm the, I'm your cynic. <laughs> I'm the cynic Fine. on the this show. This is the first time we've we disagreed. I like the scene because what they did was they built the whole entire scene. What I don't know. They talked about like Roosevelt and this whole like bullshit. They yeah, took yeah, pictures yeah. for way too, way too long, and I'm sitting there going, "Okay, move on. We get yeah, it. We're fucking yeah, happy yeah, to be on the yeah. mountain. I don't care." But what they did was then afterwards they cut to the kids who you hadn't seen in a long time, and they were like you know stuck to the side of them uh, the mountain right beneath them. Yeah, the reveal. The reveal is great. I made I made a yeah. note about that. I said the scene, the reveal of the kids is awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, they're right there. So I like that part. But as soon as and then and then I didn't mind like whoever did it. It might have been um, Mia Thompson, the Howard the Duck girl. <laughs> She's yeah. Howard the Duck, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she might have like lost her footing and started to slip a little. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, all right, I can see that happening. That's fine. And then started to scramble. And then, like, honest to God, they should have all been mowed down by the machine guns that these guys had. But you can't do that in movies. So, eh, you know, I like this scene overall, though. I think, okay, I hear you. I think for me it was, like, what I liked about it was, it, it, similar to what you're saying, like, the reveal of the kids I think is great. And I think, the and I agree with you that the scene has this feeling of, like, what am I watching? It's this slow build, and then it suddenly flips what I liked about it is like the soldiers are scrambling. 
the kids are scrambling. They're kind of not, they're not planning an attack. Uh, no, they're no, just no. kind of caught. And then no. the, the arrow doesn't really kill the general guy. And then the gun stuff, like it all feels so clunk, clumsy and awkward in, in a way that I feel like that I like. All right, so then we, we move past that. The next note, I, we sort of move, now the next bit that I sort of have a note about is then we get onto the scene where they are burying these Russian soldiers and Maddie and Jed's dad is there and a bunch of other uh, Americans are there. And they all start singing, Oh, beautiful for spacious guy. And then they all get fucking machine gunned to death. Which Avenge is, me! Oh my God! I wrote this is this is my note. Holy shit! So dark. Like <laughs> I again. I this is so dark stuff. I did not remember this thing. They murder like twenty people. Yeah, that was clearly out of the book of uh, the Nazis, right? Totally. Like again. Like I did not. None of these things I had remembered it was like. It's so fucking brutal. And except mm-hmm. for the mayor, who is like the mayor of a shitty 80s comedy, who's like, oh, yeah, this is so awkward. But, like, that guy like, is the worst, <laughs> the worst lucky, character and casting. Like, that's everything about that guy is the worst. Like, but he's, so he's barely in it, thank God. I thank so, God. Only it literally is like the principal from Revenge of the Nerds. Like, he is <laughs> from a different movie completely. It's fucking crazy. So after the oh beautiful it's just guy scene, now they des- our group decides to fight back, right? Um, right, and the montage starts happening. Did you notice yes. that? Oh yeah, I wrote I wrote first attack exclamation point and montage exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, love, I love the music. Wait, is this um sorry? Is this the theme song from Police Academy? Dude, exactly. I stopped the movie and I went back to check to see who the composer was. It is not. Are you shocked? Oh my god, I am shocked. It's almost the exact same. Oh my god, you can fucking swap out the music from this and Police Academy, and it will work fine. Oh my god, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm. I gotta play them back to back. Hold on a sec. You keep talking. So the montage. Oh, no. What happens in the montage? In the montage. So first they show up at the gas station and Jennifer Grey is like, hey, on her bike. And apparently all Russians want to do is rape every woman they see. So they immediately- <laughs> Oh, that's they, war. They all they, do. Well, yeah, they immediately are like, hey, senorita. And they start to fucking grab on her and shit. And she runs. And then uh, everyone, they all pop out of the grass. And they, they're like, you know, beginning to be gorillas. I then like that. Some- I like when people hide in tunnels and shit. I like that a lot. Oh, I mean, it seems it's cool. Like it's pretty good tunnel hiding business. I like it. And okay, then here, wait, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, wait let's, go, let's 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 compare the the police academy oh, to yeah. the Red Dawn. This okay, is a fun game. Can you guess? Is it police academy or Red Dawn? Go. Okay, ready. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now let's try this one. It's the same music. Oh my god. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh my god. That's, I mean, 
I feel like I want to like take scenes from both movies and just put the other soundtrack under them. They're basically the, they're basically the same. It's a little too upbeat, though. Is it a little too upbeat? I mean, there are beats in this movie where I'm like, this is score seems pretty jaunty for. Yeah, you're. It's a little bit. Too, yeah, you're right. It is a, a little, little bit like too upbeat. Police Academy ish. It's a little too. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I can't believe you thought the same thing. I went. I went back. I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> so funny. Uh, right. Should Not only I, that, yeah. but like, how did they come up with wolverines? Is that no, really a the, scary animal? No, no. The wolverines are the mascot from the high school. Yeah, I know, but like they invented it, right? So like they couldn't come up with like. Does it sound scary to you? Only because I've only because I've seen a movie wherein the Wolverines are a, a pack of what if it, people <laughs> who kill everybody. I mean, this movie only because of this movie. It's like a, it's like it's like a snake eating its own tail. <laughs> only because this movie has told me Wolverines are cool, which makes me think they're cool. So when they say it in the movie, I think it's cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're like, yeah, it's like a little badger or some shit. What if it was like a honey badger? Honey badgers. <laughs> <laughs> Barn owls. I mean, I hear you. I mean, listen, the, it has kind of like a wolf in it, I guess. It's oh yeah, there you go. Maybe that's why it works. Oh wait, also uh, the X Men guy, Wolverine. He's a that's a but thing. not. But, but back then in eighty three, I don't know eighty four. They didn't. I mean, was Wolverine a thing? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, know, I don't know my comic I guess, book. look, they had to choose something. It was like, <laughs> what are they, like the, the cougars or the... Cougars. I don't know. It's I, Listen, I agree with you that the first time they yell Wolverines, it is surprising because you're like, what? And they haven't spent any time on that in the movie. So it does feel a little, it feels a little sort of like whatever. <laughs> I don't feel like they would attend football games, <laughs> these people. I mean, oh, wait a minute. Is Patrick Swayze the yeah, quarterback? No, Charlie Sheen would. And also, uh, uh, what's his name? They knew oh, Patrick Swayze. That guy, yeah, okay. like, you know, his entire life was just being the quarterback. That guy is a burnout. He's got like an ex. He, what, we, what I want to see is like a deep dive spinoff on what Patrick Swayze's life is like before Red Dawn plays out, which is like <laughs> he's like 32 – uh, still reliving his high school days. He's dropping his like 18-year-old brother off at high school. He's got like an ex-wife who's like, what the fuck are you still doing spending time with you? Why don't you get a job? Please, these children are he del- hungry. He delivers milk. Yeah, right. He's like, yeah. And just all he does is when he delivers the milk is just tell people about that time he won the game. <laughs> the big it, game. You know, the big game. Because early too, like Charlie Sheen's like, oh, you never, you always like lost games. And he's like, no, I didn't as like a joke, but like, you know, that's who he really is. Mm-hmm. He's like, probably he worked like three weeks at a furniture store and then they like fired him because he just didn't show up on time. His whole <laughs> life, I mean, he's been waiting for this. <laughs> this, this is his moment to show. This is his fucking, yeah. I mean, he's, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to him because if it wasn't this, he would like be, lo- he would just like fucking slinging fries at the Wendy's well, by his house. Dude, honestly, your breakdown of this makes more <laughs> sense as to what happens at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, like, he's been working to die his entire life. He's got nothing going. There is. He's got nothing going on. 
No. This guy has no prospects. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to go back to the fucking furniture store. It's time right. to die, baby. Right. The Russians like show up and he's like, we got to go to the woods. And everyone's like, wait, why? Do we? Why don't, that doesn't seem like the first thing we should do. There seems like there's a lot of other things we could do before that. And he's like, we got to go to the woods right away and become a militia. Did really? Do we? It seems like yeah. there's... Everyone else is giving up and we can yeah. do that too. Maybe we should check in with people and like just see how this plays out before we immediately make you the boss of some kind of military thing we're going to do. <laughs> He's like, you don't understand. You don't know what it's like to deliver milk. <laughs> do we have to... It seems like this is super aggressive. This is a lot. Why don't we see who the, what these guys want? They might just want to, you know, they might want to check in and just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's not what's happening here. We've got to go. He, by the way, he's done that thing where they go to the woods every like six months, every time anything happens. This is like the seventh or eighth time he's done it. It's the only time it's panned out, actually. Get- Get your fucking rocket launcher. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Get the rocket go to the launcher. gas station. Get the rocket launcher. We're just, it's just, it's a regular Saturday afternoon. We don't need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a game on TV. There's a game on. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. All right. <laughs> okay. Right. So, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. So then the Wolverines are born. They fire a million rockets. There's so many rocket launchers. Uh, I like it. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> Did that come off snarky? <laughs> I like, no, I like it too. I didn't like it until you just said it. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, they fire a bunch of rockets. And then now we they find Lieutenant or Commander. I don't remember his name. Uh, I don't remember his rank. Tanner, Andrew Tanner. So now Power's Power's move. Move shows up, right? And he he's a breath of fresh air because, for God's sake, already with these kids. Yeah, I'm getting tired. Um, yeah, <laughs> all so the whining. He, yeah, right. So he shows up, and this, and now the movie gets even darker. Uh, I wrote a note about this. He tells them the situation, which is that like it's World War Three. He says a little bit later too. He says it seemed like he's talking about like in in Texas, there are people who like live on rats and they eat each other. And the lights, oh, yeah. I wrote this down. That's the great. lights from the like the fires where they burn the dead bodies light up the sky. My medieval. God, yeah, totally. Boy's my hell. God, yeah. And I wrote down. I was like, Jesus, this is like super dark again. Super dark. Very movie. dark movie. Yeah, it, the entire thing is dark. Very dark and tonally a hundred percent serious. Like they were making these people were making a serious movie, and then they attack the drive-in uh, and throw a bunch of they grenades. They don't attack the drive-in, do they? Yeah, they come. They like they do a drive-in attack. They attack the uh, re-education camp, and they spent. They managed to take time enough to put Wolverines up on the screen. <laughs> Wait, what? No, 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 no. Oh, did what did you something? watch? Is that an un- is that an uncut? What the hell? I didn't see that scene. You didn't see the scene where they where they attack. The, it's like a dr- drive-in situation. There's like a, a plane, and they throw a grenade in the plane, and uh, that uh, blows up. And um, oh, it's right before Powers Booth is like laying out the plan, and he's like, "You guys are going to do flanking uh, fire, and you guys are going to do cover fire." I didn't. Whatever. I guess I didn't realize. You was probably, anybody at the rec- uh, the reeducation center? 
Well, did they free anybody? What was the point of it? Yeah, they show up and they shoot a bunch of people and they hand a, a bunch of guns out. Oh, what happened and after like, that? Did I even watch this fucking movie? <laughs> I'm not. It's maybe I watched a different movie. And then no, they do that and they uh, yeah, and then um, Powers Booth is like I'm gonna, he puts a grenade in the plane and there's a guy in the plane and the plane blows up. There's like a lot of explosions. So, so nobody joined them after they were freed. Well, they give them all machine guns, and then nothing yeah, I I seems that. to happen after that, except for that they leave. <laughs> it was a victory of some kind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, sure. I don't know. Anyways, that happened. Was it? Was this during the montage? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was. <laughs> it must have been. I mean, clearly. All right. Well, fine. Let's skip over that and go to Good. the bit where now we're in the snow. With the tank. Remember that bit? Did you watch this part? Yeah. Did you just turn it off I did. after 30, 45 minutes? <laughs> you know what I wrote down? This must be the end. This is pretty much the end. <laughs> I wrote down, why the fuck does Leah Thompson fall in love with Powers Booth? <laughs> I mean, that is I, I, I don't. I don't care that, like, you know, times are tough and shit, like, in, <laughs> and you're confused about the entire situation, and you don't know how to handle your emotions, but the dude is not good-looking, and he's, like, 50 years old. I know, Sorry. it's true. Plus, she's like, hey, do you have a wife? And he's like, I definitely have a wife. And she's like, so, do you like your wife? And it's like, wait, but that doesn't seem... That's true. It's... Do you realize she probably cheated on you as soon as you got into the military? So, um, how would your wife... How do you think your wife would feel about you... Uh, having intercourse with me in five minutes. <laughs> and he's like, it's probably fine. I'd be all right with it. Super cool. <laughs> like, I'm going I'm to move over though. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, um, I think she'd be fine with it. So <laughs> maybe we should, she does. He wasn't even thing. into her. No, he wasn't. She does this funny thing. <laughs> he wasn't too. feeling he was her. Not. No, not at all. <laughs> and also like, it's, here's, it. by the way, <laughs> this is how you know you've been turned down. It's World War Three. Exactly. You got the Russians trying to rape her for this. <laughs> the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> you have. There's literally nobody. There's no prospects, but you, <laughs> except for the Russians, trying to rape and her. Russians who are raping people, and <laughs> and you, you. She tries to like. She's like, "Hey, man, I'm into you," and he's like, eh, "You know what?" Maybe we should play a little more football. And you know. yeah, right. He played football. Afterwards. He's like, uh, "Fucking hike, get me out of yeah, here!" Right. He's like, uh, uh, "Maybe you guys need me to jump in and uh, play quarterback? I can jump can, in." Can we get a sub? Can we get a sub over <laughs> here? <laughs> I know. Also, by the way, he's like forty-two, and she's Dude, like seventeen, and she's yeah, like, "Do you she... want to maybe?" And he's like, eh, "I don't think so." <laughs> And then after he dies, she goes, I'll never love again. I was like, what oh, the fuck? You've known him for three no. weeks. What are you doing? <laughs> and the one time you tried to like present yourself to him, he had like a pulled hamstring and he's like, Forget it. I'm not, it's not, I'm not that interested. I'm not just not that interested. It's not you. It's me. Yeah, right. He's like, I literally, I literally don't know whether my family is alive and that alone is enough for me to not want to be interested in what you've got. You, <laughs> you know, and I also wrote a note, like what's her backstory? They tried to touch upon it. Like one of the, I don't, oh, right. God, Something I don't know what happened to her. Yeah. In her past, like he, he sits down with powers booth and he goes, she's been hurt before, but yeah. and, and that's it. 
and no, nothing else I comes mean, of it. To me, here's the this is problematic actually for both her and Jennifer Grey. Both like I hate to, I'm, I don't know how to say this without sounding terrible. But like they seem to be like developmentally not necessarily. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they're not necessarily. Well, they were the kept same. in the basement for a long time. So. <laughs> Let's just say that I'm pretty sure Mr. Mason raised them in that basement. It's the first time they've ever been out. Well, you know what's funny is that you know after he says she's had a she's had a rough life, like it just cuts because Bowers Booth doesn't give a shit. He's just like, I don't care. <laughs> like, 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 All right, whatever, whatever. It's not. Do you want to explain? Maybe we should just look at these mountains because I. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> like why didn't i die in my plane crash <laughs> listen we've all been through shit who knows whatever all i know is she's hard up trying to get with me you know bro i'm not interested <laughs> it would have been awesome if he was like he's like sorry i'm into jennifer gray <laughs> he's totally he's rejected like, her. actually um i'm kind of got my eye on maddie so <laughs> I don't want to lead you down the wrong road. But like, I heard I heard Patrick Swayze was a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, to be, to be fair, like Maddie and Jeb are like leaders. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I find that attractive. So, <laughs> okay, so we get to the bit with the tank. Now they're in the snow. Powers Booth does this thing where he's like, "Come with me, Jeb," which I don't really understand. He's like, "Come with me where I don't know where." He wants him to like join him in the army or something. And then right after that, a tank shows up. And also, mm-hmm. by the way, I also very much like this scene, I have to say. Mm-hmm. There is, again, and I wrote this note, the way the movie escalates scenes of like stillness to sudden violence is quite good. Um, it's another one of those scenes where like they're talking, kind of like the Russian scene earlier in the movie. They're talking, there's some buildup, there's character stuff, and then suddenly they're like into violent stuff and war stuff, which I like because it sort of probably feels like that must be like what war is like. And then the tank is right on top of them. It's very, I find like it's like- They couldn't hear that tank coming? Well, there is that, I agree. But it's, it's suspenseful shit. Once the tank shows up, like that whole idea of like hiding under it and they can't see them and the noise and like, I like all that. No, and it was it went on for a long time, which kind of feel, feels real. Like, yes, I don't agreed. feel like sh- tanks shooting at each other was a short process. <laughs> no, I felt like totally. it went on for a long time. Totally, and the idea that like you could be like hidden right under the barrel and it could be firing and making you go nuts because it's so loud. Yeah, like I thought yeah, that totally. was great. I like all. I I like all of this. Um, yeah, good scene. And then Tanner gets blown up by a grenade, and he says, "I wrote this." Shoot straight for once, you army pukes, and then he dies, which is great stuff. <laughs> Tanner only speaks like in heavy Western cliches. <laughs> but the, like is, that, is that the psychotic guy? Uh, uh, no. Well, there's only oh, not psychotic. Oh, no, but I mean, like... another. So one of the one of our group dies. A kid, Ardvark. Yeah. I didn't know that was a group of the member of the group, but he dies. Okay. And he gets like swung over by the tank barrel, which is also yeah, yeah, kind of heavy. Oh, Ardvark, yeah, he's the guy with like two lines. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like heavy the way he like gets swung over onto the ground. There are, I have to say, like there are these bits in the movie every once in a while where it's like it isn't fucking around with the. It's but again, totally, this is weird. Like there's so many people who die arbitrarily, just machine gun everybody, and then they do stop 
throughout the movie and stop on these like violent deaths, which are really like graphic and feel very real and are troubling. And then the movie like swings back again to like 76 people getting machine gunned to death by like one person with a machine gun. Um, but I like the scene a lot. And I, and I was, it's like Tanner dies is like kind of emotional and it leads into what I think is the best, most impactful scene of the entire fucking sequence of the entire movie, which is that we live fucking out. gunship. Oh, oh, the, oh yeah. Shit. No, the no. Rambo, the Rambo two gunship. Yeah, I mean, that is that's true. But we can't, before that we get to Daryl's betrayal. Yes. Which is trade. Dude, I, I've very much like this stuff. This, I, I wrote a big, long paragraph about that. Oh my God. Okay. So let's hear it. So, so, okay. So, uh, the Tanner dies, uh, after that, the, uh, soldiers show up in the snow. They've got some kind of machine that is able to tell them where they need to go. And there's a, there's a gunfight, but then we discover the group discovers that Daryl has been, was like captured and we never saw that, but that happened. And he, he went into town. To, he went into town and he got he caught. Like, caught and tortured and they gave him they put a bug on him or something right. anyways now they've got a betrayal and go ahead i want to hear what you wrote about it because i actually i think this stuff is the best i think it's the best stuff in the whole movie yeah it's it's super powerful because it it's telling the viewer like what would you do if your friend betrayed you to this extent and so i wrote down you can feel two things for the scene uh, you can feel sympathetic for the for the Wolverines because they had to make a decision that they didn't want to make, right? Because it's their friend. Like, what do you do? Or you could lose sympathy because they straight up murdered two people who are begging for their lives. And so you kind of have to, as a viewer, take a stance as to, I still root for the Wolverines or I, I don't root for them as much. And I don't really care what happens after that. I agree with you. I think like the question is like, do you want to root for the Wolverines after that? I think the movie could do a better job of continuing with that theme. And it doesn't really after well, kind of, they kind of fall apart after that. Yeah, they do fall apart in that it like, you're right in that it like everything goes downhill after that, but it doesn't necessarily question. I kind of wish the movie spent more times on the repercussions of that. Sure. Um, but I guess it does in the sense that like they break up after that over after they find a bunch of oranges, but, um, and it, and it, <laughs> but, like, no, but, but I, but all kidding aside, uh, I find the scene to be really intense. I think it's really powerful. I think the stuff with Patrick Swayze has to deal with the fact that like, I forget his name. C. Thomas Howell, I guess is like, he has become more violent than Patrick Swayze, which he can't really reconcile. Uh, they have to kill one of their own. It's kind of Lord of the Fliesy in a weird way. Like mm -hmm. it's really yeah, sure. great stuff. I think that's the best scene of the whole movie. I have to be honest. I think the whole movie comes together in that one sequence, and I think they act it well. It's shot well. It's done well. Like I'm into it. Yeah. All right. So we can get to the end now. I think like Let's, wait, wait, wait. I got, I've got it. I've got one more thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so Jennifer Gray, and you you alluded to this in the beginning. The grenade scene. Did you have a problem with that? I mean, no. Is it? I guess it's just sort of like what it doesn't really. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really like. Well, no. I get. What was your problem with it? <laughs> this is my problem. She's like she's she's dying. Right. She gets shot by the fucking gunship, which pretty oh, sure would yeah, blow yeah. you into. Oh my god! I know. Right. That whole. But she's like, oh, my hurts. abdomen hurts so bad from my gunshot from the gunship. <laughs> right. 
my fucking giant yeah. Soviet. Yeah. So she's laying there, she's dying. And she's like, you know, put me out of my misery. And she hands the gun to Patrick Swayze and Patrick Swayze's crying. He's like, I can't do it. Two things. First of all, you had no problem killing your friend before. <laughs> Second, when you say no to her, she says, give me a grenade then. And he's like, all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like you want, you'd rather well, blow like, up into 53 yeah. tiny bits instead of just a quick well, he was like, shot. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like fine with it because like, well, if you're going to do it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he's like, well, then That's just give me the true. fucking gun. I know. It's a good point, right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, all right. Okay. So. Does the movie hold up, Danny? Uh, what do you think now after having watched it 20 years later? What are your thoughts on the movie? It's, okay, so I had a problem towards the end. I'm sorry. I got another one. <laughs> I get it. All right, go ahead. Okay, so this is my problem. Patrick Swayze has the colonel dead to rights. Oh, my God. Well, that whole bit the is... The colonel is... has his back turned looking for Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze comes out of, I don't know, a couple of containers or some shit. And, and surprises him and he holds the gun on him and he has to make a stupid fucking line, whatever it I is, know. give away uh, his position. And the Colonel smartly, like any human would do swings around and kills Patrick Swayze. Yeah. He says, you lose. That's what Patrick Swayze says. <laughs> you wrote it down. Yeah. Because it also, I have the same note. It's ridiculous. Why would he like, why would he not just shoot him? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a good point, but you know what? I, I, I did enjoy the movie. Honestly, I didn't, enjoy it that much until we talked about it it kind of made sense, <laughs> it kind of, made sense of, of some stuff that i wasn't catching on so ultimately it still holds up it's still a good movie what about you better movie than i remembered for me i think like i i think it does i think it does try to split the difference between being like rah rah america fuck yeah and being like an interesting movie that has something to say about like the cost of war and violence um but overall, like, I thought it had more to say than I remember. It was deeper than I remember. The cinematography is really nice. It, it was a more thoughtful movie than I remembered. I, I enjoyed it. Like, I would watch it again. Okay. Well, that almost wraps it up. Now, what we normally do at the very end is we do something called taglines. Did you do your taglines? I did my taglines, yeah. You did. Okay. So taglines is... I didn't write down the original tagline, but it's not a big deal. Um, uh, I can, I can, uh, I can look it up here. What's the original tag? The original tagline is like. Wait, hold on. So let's let's do this. Let's start it off like this. Taglines. <laughs> I love that. I love this setup. It's good stuff. Well, let's. What's the original tagline here? Let me see if I can. Oh, wait, I got it. I wrote it down. I'm line. sorry. You got it. Okay, yeah, go it says in our time, no foreign army has ever occupied an American high school until now. Oh, boy, that's misleading. <laughs> they don't so. occupy high school, but all right. <laughs> I mean, okay. What a stupid so tagline. Like, an American, I know, American so dumb. Why the fuck would any? They don't even occupy. Do high, they don't even occupy high school. They occupy an entire continent. Um, but all right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What are your taglines? Let's hear them. Let's hear them, Danny. Ah, uh, dude. Honestly, I only had one, and it's not very funny at all. But I'll give it my best shot. Give it to me. <laughs> that sucks. 
Ponyboy and Daryl Curtis attempt to flee from the greaser lifestyle, only to find themselves face to face against the leader of the Socias, Cuban Colonel Bella. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> stupid. All right. That's so stupid that it's funny. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, you go ahead. I have this one. Some kids find some oranges. <laughs> And then also fire a bunch of RPGs. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I also have this one. This is a smaller one that I like. Um, RPG. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Huh? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Swear to God, it's so many RPGs. My God. I mean, every fucking three minutes, someone's firing an RPG. Is that it's all crazy. you got? That was it. That's the only ones I can come up with. All right. Well, I'm doing a new segment. It's called... If they made a sequel. Ooh. Surprise new segment. I like That's this. Right. So um let me do this. This is a, a new segment. If they made a sequel, what would it be? And this is the first one I came up with. Um if they made a sequel, the Chinese <laughs> the Chinese army would have <laughs> Sorry, the Chinese army would have had the worst rice harvest in 55 years and decided to invade America, decided to invade America, this time dropping down into an elementary school full of seven-year-olds with a pension (laughs) for grants and bazookas. (laughs) RPG! Here's one of the quotes from the movie. E equals MC die. <laughs> so wait a second. This is <laughs> I have a question about that. Oh my god, I have so I have so many questions. Is that is that the hero of the movie or the villain of the movie? Um Um Well just like just like fucking uh, Red Dawn, dude. He's both. Oh shit. Yeah, like how I did that? Well done. Well done. I like that. Well, I haven't had a chance to think about the sequel because this new this new segment has now been uh, surprised upon me. But mm-hmm. now that I think about it, oh my god, what would the sequel? Well, let me do one more. Let me do more. Let me do one more. Okay. Oh, all right. Go ahead. The sequel, this is what it would be called. Red Dawn 2. Even redder. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Right. I like it. I think I so I get now I'm going to try to think what the what would the sequel be? I guess the sequel would be like you know what? So oh, like dude, a I lot of years Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go I ahead. Got it. I got it. Um the seat well, this is your wife hijacked the podcast a few minutes ago. <laughs> and she came up with the greatest name for a sequel of all time. Red Dawn 2 redheads in all female oh my god redheads you're right that's also not only is that cool but it's also pretty sexy yeah i know right all female yeah yep nope that's it that's That's the sequel redheads (laughs) it's like all of the daughters of the characters from the movie that's right that's right right and they're all they all um have to get together and make out a bunch and probably get to third base while keeping their fashion sense you know up to date yeah that's great i think you should make that i can use the right story in the right way all right danny listen (laughs) (laughs) so 
Oh, I just want to see them all lay on grenades. Is that? No, that's not. It's the hottest thing I can think of. <laughs> and they find a box of orange. E equals MC die. <laughs> all right. Okay. Again, it's unclear to me. Is that like, are all those screaming people Americans or no, are children, they the elementary school? But are they Amer- <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, I see. Never mind. It's fine. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> no, you're right. Now that you've explained it, I get it. <laughs> it's a hard watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a tough one. The first 20 minutes is tough. It's tough to get through. I'll be honest. All right, so I want to I want to end the I want to end the show with this. <laughs> All right, Danny, on this on this score, uh-huh. it's been another amazing episode of Back to the Movie. I appreciate uh, your time and your opinion, buddy. Well, you know I love you, buddy, and we'll do it uh, next week, huh? Next week, we'll get another we'll get another great episode. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, we're always open for more suggestions. We'll see you guys later. Bye, dude. <laughs>